Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. If you'd go ahead and get your Bibles and your notes out, open up your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter number 10, verse 1. Luke 10, verse 1. Today, I'm talking about significance. I want you to operate in a lifestyle of significance. You know, we, 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 we believe and we know that the scriptures say that God wants you to be successful. I think that that's a good thing, but hear me well. Success without significance is empty. In fact, a lot of people find themselves arriving at some form of success, but they find themselves empty uh, and, and quite often even depressed. They don't have purpose or identity. Why? It's because they've never looked for or even moved towards significance. And really, the church, the, the, the work of the church is less about success and more about significance. Yeah, I mean, God wants you to be successful. That, that's in the scriptures, but significance is really, really where it's at. And that's what I want you to, uh, that's what I want you to get today. I mean, God, God doesn't want you. Jesus didn't die for you just to live and exist on this earth and just kind of uh, earn a living and, and get through life. I mean, we actually have a personal responsibility to do something to change the world. Change, and, and why do we have that? That's because Jesus told us to. And to be quite honest with you, that's enough for me. Uh, you know, in, in one way or another, every single one of us are called by God to dedicate our lives to what we call around here to making Jesus known. And, and, that's, and when we do that, we actually begin to walk in significance. But the thing is, every single one of us, we do it different because we're all wired different. I mean, I work to change the world by being a pastor, but you don't, and, and that, that's okay. We don't need more of me. Trust me, we, we don't need more of me. But what does a pastor do? Well, actually, it, it says in the Bible that my job description is to equip people, Christians, to do ministry work and to get you ready to change the world, but to, to equip you in the unique way that you're wired to, to do it. So in other words, my significance is found in helping you to discover your significance and to step out into it. That, so that's, that's the way all of this kind of works together. And, and uh, the, the truth is, though, every single one of us are called by God to be an influence for Jesus, we're supposed to influence that. Again, but the way we do that, it varies uh, a lot, quite a bit from person to person. But my challenge to you today is going to be this, is to take your current influence and move, move to a completely different level. But in order to do that, you have to engage the supernatural power of God because that will actually propel you to be able to do what God has really called you to do. And, and this is far above your talents and your skills. This is a God thing. This is operating in, in your God thing so that your significance is maximized. And it's not just like kind of a little bit of influence. It's called potent influence. In fact, that is, to, that is the title of today's message. It's called Potent Influence. Uh, I think every single one of us could be influencers, right? I mean, we, in fact, I, we all, we're all an influencer. One way or another, you're an influencer. I, I just got up yesterday morning, and, and I was an influencer as soon as I got up. 
I did. I went and let my chihuahuas, Peanut and Buttercup, into the backyard. Now, I needed to influence them to not leave the backyard because Peanut, she's so skinny, she squeezes through the little slats on the, in, the, uh, in, in, the, in the backyard, and she gets out. Butter, she's larger, she can't. But, but, uh, but, but Peanut, she, she, she does that. I just think Peanut just like, she just wants to do bad things. But I, I needed to find a way to keep them in. And I, 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 I talked to Peanut in her special language. You know, I don't know exactly how that worked, but it worked because they both went out in the backyard and they laid down in the sun and they even like closed their eyes. I think they were praying. They were talking to God. They're like, yeah, let's really impress him. Let's, let's pray. And, and, uh, and so then I went into the house and, and I, I took my influence to a whole new level. I went and influenced the rest of the family. What I did is I made a Tim Woody protein-packed breakfast. That just makes me happy. I, I, I'll do that maybe once a week, and my boys always knew that growing up. If ever, growing up, every once in a while, Dad is going to make breakfast, and you know it's going to be a fun breakfast. And so, man, I had all this food. It was great, and, and everybody came down and ate and took all the food and had a good time. We had a good day. I influenced the family to eat breakfast. My kind of breakfast. But you're going to think, I know what you're thinking. is like, but that's kind of pretty low-level lame influence, isn't it? Truth is, yeah, influencing dogs and influencing people to eat your food is not very high level of influence, right? Basically, what I'm trying to show you here is we're all influencers on some level. And influence is nice. Yeah, that's all nice. But potent influence is what changes lives because potent speaks about power. That's not the kind of influence that you use to get your dogs to stay in the backyard or get your family to eat breakfast. It means no one's life is going to be changed by those things. But I'm talking about the kind of influence that is infused with God's power. It's not dependent upon your own ingenuity, your education, your tenure, or your strength. And and this is the kind of influence that we actually see in the Bible. I call it potent influence. Now, a good example is found in our Bibles in Luke chapter number 10, where I want you to turn today. We're going to read through a passage of Scripture there in Luke chapter 10. I need your Bibles open to that. A little a bit about background here. A lot of people think that, that, that around Jesus was the 12, there were just the 12 disciples all the time. Well, that's really not the case. That was, that was like the core group, and that was the official group of disciples. But there were a lot of other people who followed him and even considered themselves disciples of Jesus. And so these people were, these people were chomping at the bit to get to do kingdom work. They wanted, they wanted to be able to be a part of what Jesus was doing, but they weren't going to be part of the 12. And so here we see in this, in Luke chapter number 10, where Jesus does something amazing. He, he, gives, he, he gathers 72. He appoints 72 of these people, and he, he gives them some very clear instructions, and he delegates power to them so they can go and be a potent influence. Now, I want us to jump into the scripture because this is kind of fun, all right? Luke chapter 10, verse 1. It says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So, so here, so one of the concepts, there's a lot of concepts in here. One of the concepts in here is about the power of unity. Like even if there's two, wherever there's unity and people doing God's work, there's, there's the, the, the potency is increased, all right? Look at the next verse. It says, he told them, this is good, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord 
of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Okay, what's the harvest? Well, it's not wheat, it's actually souls. It's the lives of of people, so people won't have to die in their sin. Uh, Workers, who are the workers that he's talking about here? Well, these, these are people who utilize potent influence, which is God's power for the souls. Are you see? Now, now, then he also said, the, but the workers are few. Now, here, here's, here's something interesting. Basically, what he's saying is, most people are not going to do this. I don't want to be in that category, all right? So how do we get into the category of potent influence? Well, here's what he said. He said, then ask the Lord, ask the Lord for workers. So, like, well, I want potent influence in my life, so I'm supposed to ask God for workers? Yes. Yes, because God wants to answer your prayer. See, what, what, what happens here is you ask God, God, I pray, God, send people, more and more people into the community and the areas around here, into the schools and, and into the businesses and into the culture as a, with a potent influence of God. God. Now, what they didn't realize is they were actually praying for themselves. See, because when you begin to pray for a miracle, sometimes God will say, okay, now you get to be the miracle. That's really how this works here. Some, some people say, well, I just want to be a witness. I just don't know how. You start praying for God to send people out as witnesses and watch what God will do to your heart. That actually works. It does work. All right, because Jesus is the one who told us to do that. Okay, look at the next verse. So after they prayed, this is after they, they prayed to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the field, Jesus said, now go. Bam, Go. He says, I am sending you. I'm sending you. You're the answer to the prayer. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. A lot of, you know, keep in mind, this was written to a Middle Eastern culture some 2,000 plus years ago. And so a little bit of stuff can be lost in the, uh, just in the cultural translation. But but just to to figure out what they're saying here is basically he's saying, you're going out like lambs. I want you to be, be innocent. I want you to just have a spirit of innocence about you. But you're going out amongst wolves, meaning there's some very mean people out there, and you guys know that, all right? There's some mean people out there who's not gonna want the best for you, so be smart about that, all right? And and about the whole thing of don't take a purse or bag or sandals, what he's just saying is here is is don't try to over-prepare for this whole thing. God is your provider. You need to just step out and start living by more faith, and, and then you're going to be on this mission, and I, and I love it when he says to the, you don't even stop and greet people. Well, what did he mean by that? It's like, you know what? We get distracted far too often with all these little things going on in life. Some of you are greeting people all stinking day on social media and you've not done one thing for God. Yeah, don't stop and greet people. Come on, do what God has called you to do. And don't tell me you're using your social media to, inf- to be an influence in culture, because you know you're not. You're just thinking, well, one of these days you might. All right, if you are, great. All right, so I've seen some of your social media. All right, now here, let's go to the next verse. All right, it's all out there, okay? It says, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone is there who promotes peace, if they're there, then 
your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Okay, I know this is a bit cryptic. This is, <laughs> this is again, talking to Hebrews. Uh, so when you enter a house, it's, it's like, well, at that time, it was very customary that you could just go and stay in people's houses, and they would either let you in or not. And it, that's, that's kind of the way that it worked. It was very customary to invite uh, travelers to come and stay in your home. Uh, that's not the way it works today, right? Okay, so it's a very, very different culture. But basically what he's saying is in your comings and goings, as you, as you get into people's space, it's a better way to put it, I want you to speak peace to this house, peace to this space. That word peace is not, I, there's not a good translation for the, for the word that really belongs there. Uh, the word that really belongs there is called shalom. Can you say Shalom. Shalom. Some of you guys have heard that before. You now speak Hebrew. All right. Say shalom. Yeah, that's it. See, you know, you know Hebrew. Of course, you know Spanish because you live in Texas. And you know English. All right. So here we go. So speak shalom to this house, to this space, to this business, to this team, to this family, to this group. What shalom means, though, it doesn't just mean peace. Peace is a very small part of it. What you do is you speak wholeness, you speak prosperity, you speak success, you speak tranquility, you speak security. That's what this means. It's a very broad term that means just a lot of the goodness of God. So you declare and you speak that. Now as a believer, when you speak things like that, it takes on life. It really does. And so you have the power to bring peace and harmony and wholeness and prosperity and tranquility and success and security to an environment by speaking blessing. Now, of course, we don't go around speaking Hebrew. Now, if you walk into your uh, business group tomorrow and go, shalom, they're just going to look at you and say, you're weird. They, they will, they will, unless, except for the one oddball person who just happens to know, they're going to go, yeah, that's good. But okay, but that's, that's really not what, what I'm asking you to do here. What it really means is to be a person who speaks blessing. Walk around speaking blessing. Blessing. Do you know it is very customary in our culture to say, God bless you? Can you do that? C- can you walk into a setting and say, God bless you? Can you walk into your company tomorrow and tell your employees, God bless you? Can you walk on the job into that school and say, God bless you? And not just after they sneeze, okay? Say, will you say those three words with me? God bless you. That was easy, right? Now you're releasing blessing. That's, that's probably the most simple way of saying this. It's releasing this blessing of shalom. Now, what Jesus is saying here is, if they are not a person who promotes shalom, that means if they are the opposite of harmonious, they're the opposite of being whole, they're the opposite of prosperity, they're the opposite of success or tranquility or security, and they don't promote those things, they're against those things, and there are plenty of people in our culture who are against those things, then your blessing, when you speak the blessing, it actually will come back on you. So it's no loss to you. You've not lost anything. But if they're a person who promotes shalom, what happens is that extra blessing rests on them, which then opens the door. That doesn't mean the other person has to be a Christian. That doesn't mean they have to be a believer or anything. But if they're a person who promotes shalom, all of a sudden they have a new blessing on them. And it was brought in by you because you have potent influence, all right? Now, next slide. Here's the next verse. It says, so Jesus said, stay there. 
eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town you are, and, and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Again, let's just break this down a little bit. I want to get through some of the cultural stuff here. In other words, when you're to stay there, that means you need to put down some roots, even though it may be temporary, and begin to build. Don't just stay there for a little bit. You can't build relationships in a few minutes. If you're going to be, if you, you're going to get into a network of people, or you're going to, to begin to work in, a, in an atmosphere, or, or interact in a social atmosphere for the purpose of the kingdom, you know, and of course the purpose of the kingdom should always be there regardless of what you're doing, then stay there for a while so your influence can be felt. All right? So stay there. Build relationships. In other words, work and serve and flourish. And then it says, he basically says, don't be picky with your food. Now, I think that's kind of funny, uh, but, but can I just be, be honest with you? Really what that means is don't be some picky, overly annoying person. I, that, I believe, actually ruins more people's witness than anything else. Because they're grouchy and they're grumbly and they're... They're just annoying. And who's going, to, who's going to allow that kind of a person to be an influence? You know, just you know, don't be annoying. Just, just stop. Just stop. Don't, don't do that, all right? Then it goes on and says this. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. The kingdom of God is here. All right, all right. Again, what, what he's saying there is you need to start praying for people. Pray for miracles. Just start praying. I had someone ask me the other day, how can I be a better witness? How can I begin to really win souls for Christ and, and, and be a witness to the community? I said, one of the most simple things you can do is when, you, when, when you're around people, just ask them what you can be praying, praying with them for. I, I, think, I can only think of two times in my life. I'm old, man. <laughs> I'm old. I, I can only think of two times in my life when people have said, no, they don't want my prayer. People are going to want your prayers. So your prayers, since you have God in you, your prayers are potent. So why not use those prayers to bless someone and to open up their heart, okay? So how can I pray with you is really what he's saying here. Heal the sick and tell them. And then, of course, the kingdom of God, the presence of God, heaven essentially has come near you. Okay, I talked about this one month ago, <laughs> and it, it, it's this concept right now. When we come together as a cluster of people, because we all carry God, we, there's, this, there's this intensity of God's presence in here, all right? And then what happens in this atmosphere is then we're able to be strengthened, encouraged, and renewed so that we leave on a mission taking even more of the presence of God with us when we walk out the door. But then two people together all of a sudden have more potency uh, to make this happen. Now, I want to demonstrate this to you. So I want you two guys right here on the front row. I want y'all to dash up here. All right, come on, dash up here. And, and, uh, and you guys got to stand next to each other. You can't stand next to me, all right? And so here, here's the deal. These guys come to church, all right? You're worshiping God, yeah, and you're praying, and you're in unity because you like each other, right? You're, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now what happens here is the presence of God begins to intensify because they've come together under the name of Jesus. This is no joke. This is serious business. And, and when you leave, you actually individually are carrying a greater um, density of the presence of God 
out into the culture, out into the streets, all right? And but then you guys see each other. Let's say, let's just say you work together or you're hanging together in the community, all right? You're working out together. I don't know, whatever you do, all right? So you're together and then all of a sudden these two people now, it, it's like the, 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 the presence of God with the two people, they're together, this becomes even greater and stronger. That's why, you know, that's why you should seek out, find somebody, Find somebody out in the culture, find somebody who's a believer, and, and, then, and you cluster with them, and watch what God will really begin to do. All right, you guys have been a really, really awesome, awesome help there. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, I want you to look down at verse 17. Verse 17 says this. The 72 returned, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. See, they went out and did all this stuff, and then they came back to Jesus and said, I cannot believe what just happened. I mean, what's, they, they, were, they were happy. They, I mean, they were like, yeah, I mean, people are getting healed, but like, man, even demons are submitting to the name of Jesus, and they're, they're operating, and we're operating in potent influence. This stuff is real. And then Jesus says this back to them. I, I, this is kind of funny. He goes, yeah, he said, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, okay? Um, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Now, a lot, a lot of people do not, go ahead and go to the next slide so we can, there we go. Uh, so Jesus said all of that and, and it's, it's, again, it's a little bit cryptic. Let me just talk you through it real quick. Basically what he's saying, first of all, he's saying, I saw Satan fall out. He's saying, you know what? Demons are submitted to you, but I've seen the even crazier stuff, okay? I saw Satan, Lucifer, when he was kicked out of heaven, I watched him zooming out of heaven. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen some crazy stuff. But really what I want you to know is that's not the big deal. He says, you gotta understand this. The power that you're walking in is gonna give you huge protection over darkness. And so he's, I, I do not believe he's talking about literal snakes and scorpions here because of the context. All right, so you look at the context of this and say he's actually given you authority to cramp because quite often the you know, demonic stuff is, is spoken of as snakes throughout all the scriptures from Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible, all right? So he's given, I've given you authority to trample on demonic spirits. I mean, come on, you already have authority in that. That's really not that big of a deal. And so it's there, but don't get so excited about that. You know, he, he's basically saying you can overcome any power of hell. There's no force in hell that can bring you down, and it can't bring you down either. I don't care what kind of darkness you're walking into. There's no force in hell that can bring you down, children of God, all right? But then he goes on to say this. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In other words, don't get all excited about the de- fact that, 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 that demons are going to, to react to you. The darkness flees when you come around. That's actually a wrong focus. What he's, what he's saying is, I want you to get excited about this one thing. Get excited about your own personal salvation. Now, what we've just seen here is a template of how God wants you to work, what, how God wants you to operate. Now, now, look at your Bibles down at verse number 21, because we see how this continues. It says in verse 21, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said this. He said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Father, this is what you were pleased to do. In other words, Jesus was thrilled, here it is, that normal people 
Not necessarily the highly educated, not necessarily those who have great status or position, not those who necessarily have renowned experience, but because God does not seek out the most highly educated to manifest his heaven through. God looks out for, he's looking for humble people who are open to him. That's what he calls little children. Basically, here's how it works. The Holy Spirit is in us. The kingdom of God is in us. That's salvation. God resides in us. Heaven is in you. Greatness is in you. And then you receive even the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And then we come together and the Holy Spirit is concentrated in this church, in this cluster. That's why you feel God in these atmospheres. And when you're worshiping and you're praying and there's unity, and then we all carry God out in this concentrated, uh, magnified way. And, 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 and it's, it's in these settings where, where also God distributes gifts to us. In fact, the gifts of the Spirit are given to each one of us uh, in these settings. I'll talk more about that later. But now you have what's called potent influence. So God has now called you and God has empowered you to to do this. And and you know, see, when when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, the disciples, they, they did a minor little freak out. They thought, wait a minute, Jesus, you're talking about leaving. This is not good. And so Jesus tells us in in John chapter 14, verse 12, he's saying this to his disciples. He says, well, very truly, I tell you that whoever believes in me, you'll, you'll do the works I've been doing and you'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the father. He says, because I'm going to the father, and he tells us later that that's what he sends the Holy Spirit to live in us. In other words, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus is now given to all of us. And that's why the next verse says this. He says, now, you go right ahead and ask anything in my name and that the, so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Ask me anything in my name and I will think about doing it. No, it doesn't say that. Thank you very much for shouting me down there. It says, I will do it. I will do it. You can pray in the name of Jesus and things are going to happen, not my will. You need to walk into your office on Monday morning and be able to just, just declare this in the right, appropriate way. Just, God bless you all. Basically saying, the kingdom of God has just arrived. See, because you take God's kingdom with you wherever you go. God himself lives in you and he wants to work through you and God wants to work miracles through you in the name of Jesus. When you're asking people, how can I pray for you? Bam, miracles happen. Their hearts are open. Some people are of this mistaken notion that miracles only happen to saved people. That's wrong. Miracles are given to us so that we can, we, can, we can pray for people and miracles can happen to them so their eyes will be opened. These are the things I'm passionate about. These are the things I believed in. And, and God doesn't want to just pour into you according to your social position or your, your status or whatever. God's not looking at you and saying, well, you were bad. You used to be bad and you've got some issues. You, know, you still need to work out. So I'm going to take my time. I'm going to give more of my spirit over here, here to Pastor Tim. You know? Or I'm going to give my, my, more of my spirit over here to Eli. Or I'm going to give more of my spirit over here to Jacob. Now, come on. He's saying, I just want to pour myself into you. Are you ready? Do you want it? Do you want it? In fact, that's one of the reasons why we have City Life Night coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's, it's, it's a dynamic atmosphere. We always use that word empowerment. We're not just adding an extra service because we don't have anything else to do. Trust me, that's not the case. We're doing this because it's an atmosphere of empowerment. I want you to come two weeks from tonight. I want you to expect a miracle. And then what you do is you take your gifts and you use them out on your cultural street. 
You, you, should, you should use them out there. Um, there's not one cultural street that's better than, than another, but there are all these different cultural streets that we talk about around here. And, and in fact, uh, if you've not yet been to the website, go to that website. The web address is up there. It's not. I'll just, uh, what is it? culturalstreets.com. Culturalstreets.com is, is the website, but go there. It's also on the City Life app. If you don't know your cultural street yet, this is our own website. This is part of our work as a church. And discover your unique edge so you'll know where you are. You know where you can begin to flourish. And then when you walk in the door on Monday morning, then you go in there and the kingdom of God has arrived on that cultural street. See, because it's not about you anymore. It's about God and his work. And sure, I mean, you're still going to go about your family, your, your business. You're still going to be working on your career and building your family, earning a living and interacting with people. But now you have greater purpose behind all of it because you're looking for opportunities to pray for people, to invoke the kingdom of God and, and, and begin to release that influence. So I'm going to give you, here it is, very quickly, four-step influence. You want to be a, a, a potent influencer? Here's the four-step influence strategy. This is in the Word of God. This is applied for today. Number one is to be full of the Holy Spirit. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Don't just say, well, i got a little bit of God in me. Just get more. He'll give you as much as you want. Number two is to cluster in God's presence. That's what we're doing today. That's what we do at City Life. Now cluster in God's presence and receive gifts of the the Holy Spirit. That's, That's that third thing. God wants to gift you. God wants to give you supernatural gifts so that you can do amazing things. I'll be talking more about that at City Life Night. And then you simply use those gifts on your cultural street. You use the Holy Spirit power and watch what God will do. Guys, this is your formula for Monday if you're willing to walk in it. Jesus said, pray for harvesters, workers in the field. That's what I want us to do right now. I want want us just to pray right now for people for people to take up this challenge right here and to get out into the culture and begin to make a difference. Come on, will you pray with me right now? Jesus, we just pray together in this room. Pray, pray with me. Jesus, we just pray that there will be change brought about in people's lives as a result of workers who are locking arms with you and going into the culture and making a difference. And we thank you, Jesus, that you want to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And God, we want to see you expand this, God. Send more and more and more people. Now, pray these words. Say, God, send me. Come on, just say it. God, send me. Send me. Send me. Send me, God. Send me. Send me. Take a look up at me. You got this, guys. There is greatness in you. There is greatness in you. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. You're an ambassador of God as soon as you walk out of this door. Let it out. Let it out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to send you out with this today. I want you to stand. I want you guys to all rise to your feet.
I want to speak these words of blessing over you, and I want you to look at them from a little different, little different perspective. Come on, they're up on, the sp- up on the screens, and I want you to receive these words of blessing. God bless you and keep you. All right? What does that actually mean? I just spoke shalom over you. That's actually what that is. All right? God's, that's, that's actually shalom right there, all right? I, I just, you don't, you don't even realize that I do this every single Sunday. I'm doing shalom to you. God bless you and keep you. And this says God smile on you and gift you. That means God is going to give you gifts. God's going to give you abilities to, to, to deal with darkness and to love people in the middle of their situations. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. Now why? So you can make Jesus known right out there on your cultural street. And I challenge you to do it in Jesus' name. You guys gonna take the challenge? I, I, come on, are you guys gonna? Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.